WVOW Local News, now. A Kentucky man died in a coal mining-related accident in Mingo County Sunday, according to West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. I'm Aaron Stone. The miner has been identified as 73-year-old William Mapes of Freeburn, Kentucky. Statement from the governor's office said Mr. Mapes was fatally injured Sunday afternoon while working as a contractor for LSM Contracting near Central Appalachian Mining LLC's Grapevine South Surface Mine near Thacker. Mapes was a veteran coal miner with 53 years experience. Additional details are not immediately available. Investigations are being conducted by the Federal Mine Safety and Health Administration, MSHA, and the State Office of Mine Safety, Health, and Training. WVOW Logan. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. A hot cup coffee boss is looking to reduce his half-million-dollar bond. The 47-year-old Michael Klein is charged with first- and second-degree sexual assault, as well as distribution or exhibition of material depicting minors engaged in sexually explicit conduct. The investigations into Klein began back in January after social media posts began a flood of posts with detailed and, at times, graphic accounts. Since then, three victims have come forward alleging crimes, including first-degree sexual assault for an incident the victim says happened in 2001. victim says she was 11 years old at the time of the assault, according to the criminal complaint. Klein is accused of sexual assault in the second degree, stemming from a four-year-long relationship that he carried on with a female under the age of 18. Age of consent in West Virginia is 16 years of age. However, that law doesn't apply to pictures exchanged on social media. Klein is also accused of coercing minors to send explicit photos and videos depicting conduct unsuitable for description on this program. Logan County Magistrate Dwight Williamson set bond at $500,000 back on February 9th when Klein was arrested by the state police. Magistrate Joe Mendez found probable cause in all three cases against Klein to go before the grand jury last Tuesday. Mendez also did not grant a motion to reduce Mr. Klein's bond. Klein's attorney has now filed a motion to reduce bond in Logan County Circuit Court. Attorney Matthew Hatfield, representing Klein, contends the evidence isn't very strong and says Klein doesn't have a criminal record. My client, it's my understanding that his mother and his aunt were both willing to put up their homes. It's all that they have to secure his release. He is willing to abide by any condition that this court would impose. I'm not arguing for him to be put on home confinement, but if if, if that would convince the court to, to at least secure his release, I would ask for that. He's willing to it's my understanding, and I haven't, I don't have, I'm not privy to his criminal record, but it's my understanding he has absolutely no criminal record at all. Logan County Prosecuting Attorney David Wandling objects to the bonds reduction, says the amount is adequate for the crimes Klein is accused of. What we have here, what this court has already found, probable cause to support, is that Mr. Klein sexually assaulted women over two decades here in Logan County. I believe the bond is reasonable, and that's all he's entitled to. I would adamantly object to this bond being reduced.
Klein has another hearing this week in an attempt to get that half-million-dollar bond reduced. Logan County Circuit Court Judge Josh Butcher will hear arguments this Friday morning at 9 o'clock. A Boone County man pleaded guilty to a federal gun crime today. According to acting U.S. Attorney Lisa Johnston, 42-year-old Troy Wilson Wheatley of Boone County pleaded guilty to being a felon in possession of a firearm. Back on August 30th, 2021, law enforcement responded to reports of a shooting at Wheatley's residence near Chapmanville. Officers encountered Wheatley, seized a 9mm Ruger 22 caliber Smith & Wesson pistols. According to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of West Virginia, one firearm was in the holster on Wheatley's hip, the other was in his back pocket. Wheatley admitted to possessing the firearms and further admitted that he had discharged a firearm when his nephew drove by that morning. Wheatley was prohibited from possessing a firearm because of a prior felony conviction for delivery of a controlled substance in Nicholas County Circuit Court in 2006. Wheatley is scheduled to be sentenced June 22nd in federal court. He faces a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. During his lifetime, Charlie Mounts was a coal miner, a paramedic, a firefighter, an umpire, Buck Skinner, Mason, Shriner, a mentor. Many of Logan County's current first responders either trained with Charlie Mounts or worked alongside him in their careers. According to the Cora Volunteer Fire Department, was a true legend in the emergency medical services field, as well as fire services, not just Logan County, but the entire state of West Virginia. Mounts was laid to rest with a fireman's funeral this past Saturday at Highland Memory Gardens. He was 76 years old. A religious freedom bill attracted proponents and opponents to a Friday afternoon public hearing at the legislature. House Bill 3042 attracted around 40 speakers in opposition. Mainly their objections revolve around the bill possibly curtailing gay or transgendered rights, among other offenses. Others, around 15 or so, were in favor of the bill, like Pastor Dan Stevens of Wood County says the bill ensures the government will not cross the line of limiting individual religious freedoms. This bill simply provides a check against unfair government action on religious beliefs. Gary Zuckett, executive director of the West Virginia Citizens Action, Question the legitimate need for the bill since religious freedom is guaranteed in the state and U.S. constitutions. Uh, religious freedoms are enshrined in our constitution. We don't need this kind of legislation muddying the waters. Meanwhile, a marijuana advocate named Rusty Williams used his time to call the legislation woke and welcomed everyone to a made-up religion of Mr. Williams's. With whatever seconds I have left, I'd like to extend another heartfelt thank you to the sponsor and everyone supporting this piece of justice restoring woke legislation, and I look forward to adding your names to the list of founders of the First West Virginia Church of Cannabis. The current bill is a version of a concept called Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which was a contentious issue in West Virginia's 2016 legislature. That year, the bill passed the House before the state Senate amended it, then voted it down. Bills passed through the House Judiciary committee and could pass the full house early next week get local news on demand at wvowradio.com and on your smart device this is wvow logan the wvu men's basketball team fell short against kansas this past weekend on saturday night kansas jayhawks defeated the mountaineers 76 
74. They now face off against the Iowa State Cyclones tonight. Coverage on WVOW begins at 8 o'clock tonight. And WVU women fared better, defeating Kansas State 67-58 Saturday. At approximately 8 a.m. on the morning of February 26, 1972, a coal slurry impoundment dam owned by Pittston Coal Company burst, releasing 132 million gallons of water, coal refuse, and silt into the Buffalo Creek community. Over the years, many broadcast journalists at WVOW have documented the stories from that day. Speedy Bevins filed this account. Eddie Canterbury was a sergeant in the West Virginia National Guard. And that one bridge, I guess they was probably close to 40 bodies under that one bridge. Because when that water came down, it just pushed everything under that bridge. These bodies were also black. And you could not tell man, woman. And uh, there were several kids there. And that, that really bothered me, the kids. Larry Bevins for CBS News. Annually, the members of the Buffalo Creek community meet at the Buffalo Creek Memorial Library to remember those lost in the floodwaters. They tell stories, and collectively they read the 125 names of the fatalities honoring the memory of each one lost. And the tradition lived on this past Friday at the library. Timothy Hall explained that the Buffalo Creek flood is an event no one will ever get over. You would think after 51 years, <laughs> you kind of be over it. But you're not. You never get over it. No, you never get over it. Because I loved a lot of the people I lost in that club very much. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Today it's so windy. That wind's going to pick up in the afternoon and through the first half of the night could gust up above 40 miles per hour. That's why we have wind advisories until late at night. Highs today around 70. Showers, even thunderstorms. Now, it looks like the severe, severe stuff is to the west, but for us, that's loud enough, thanks. So just kind of be weather aware, stay away from the tall vehicles with the wind, and we'll see that temperature float to about 50. Clouds in the morning, decreasing clouds 62, quieter tomorrow. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center.